You are listening to the Pro Practice Podcast, hosted by Cliff Merrill and Jeff Plunkett. Focused on developing healthy business systems for people in the business of changing lives. Well, here we are. Welcome to the first episode of the Pro Practice Podcast. My name is Jeff Plunkett, and I'm here with... Cliff Merrill. Cliff, it's great to have you here. All right, and so we want to, th- this first podcast of the Pro Practice Podcast um, is just an introduction. We want to just talk about who we are, why we're doing what we're doing, why, we're, why we're, we've created this business, Pro Practice Solutions, why we're doing this podcast, what we're passionate about in this, this avenue of our business. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Cliff start off, and he's just going to tell you a little bit about himself. So Cliff, just tell us a, a little bit about who you are, you know, some of your history, whatever you want us to know. Okay, I can do that. Um, well, again, my name's Cliff Merrill. Uh, I'm an LPC, and we are partnering uh, to produce a podcast and to also do pro practice solutions. Um, that's about it. That's what we're ready to do. All right. Well, let me ask you just some questions about you. I mean, I know some of these things, but just Shoot. so you're you're an LPC. Let me ask this. Why did you, licensed professional counselor, if you're out of the state of Oklahoma, you know, I know that's the same in, in some places and in other places that means something different, but a licensed professional counselor in the state of Oklahoma, why did you choose that profession for you? And, and then also, I want to hear about your other profession um, that you, you're, you're in now. Uh, well, I chose LPC because I wanted to... Um, be a therapist and help those uh, to improve their lives, to improve the quality of their lives. Um, of course, I have some other aspirations as well. I want to uh, help those in business starting it. I noticed right away uh, in school and, uh, you know, when I was earning my master's that there was very little being talked about the business side of it and what all that entailed, and it entails a lot. I mean, it seemed like uh, even the people coming in that was giving lectures uh, that had actually been in business for a while didn't really know uh, what they were doing or what they should do next. So I kind of got, I started building a heart for those people and saw that there was a need there. And I'm a businessman as well. I always uh, love business. It's my first love. Um, I've been in manufacturing for uh, 20 plus years, actually my whole life, and uh, have several other businesses. And I really love the business side of that. And I thought that it would be great to try to help those people and, uh, you know, try to try to get them going. Yeah, you know, same for me whenever I you know, I, I'm an, a licensed professional counselor as well. And when I was in school, you know, we, we talked about the theories. We understood how, I, mm. you know, I understood sort of, let's be honest, I understood sort of how to, how to help people that were going to be my clients, how I was going to partner with them and join with that journey that they were on. Mm-hmm. But I had, it was never even remotely discussed 
what the business was yeah, going never to be mentioned. like. Even even as a you know, whenever I first started as a contractor for an agency, I had no idea what that even meant. I, you know, I I came for me. I came out of being a youth pastor making little to no money at all, and so. I, you know, I'm, I'm stepping into this, and, and actually for me, it was a it was a massive pay increase, even though I was getting paid a lot less then. <laughs> but I, again, there was no discussion; nobody yeah. ever mentioned it whatsoever. Agreed. And there were a couple of people in our class. I went to a, a group that we had a cohort basically, and we had a, a group that stayed together, and then mm-hmm. our professors changed. Is the way we worked. We didn't. We we, we did one class at a time. And it was it was kind of different, but what was interesting is there were a couple of people in that group that had some business experience, business understanding, mm-hmm. and so whenever they got out of school, yes, they did the working for somebody else, just like we all have to uh, during licensure. Mm-hmm. But then it, they immediately immediately went out and started a, a business and a lucrative business and a business that had even even the ability to to capitalize on to multiply um, to, to find an exponential resource within what they were doing so it wasn't just them exchanging time for dollars mm-hmm. which is just a job that you work for yourself right but they were able to find ways to 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 utilize this skill in serving people to help other people serve other people. And I'm not just saying own an agency. Neither one of the people I'm referring to own an agency mm-hmm. like I do. But they they knew. so They had some business sense of yeah. what they were getting into. I agree. I For me, it was kind of a cohort as well. It was the uh, University of Oklahoma, Go Sooners. And <laughs> and um, it was and, kind and for of, me. It was you know Southern Nazarene University. Go whatever their mascot yeah, is. Whatever. I have no idea. I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was a teddy bear. <laughs> I, so, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so for me, it was the same. It was kind of a cohort. You did one class at a time, but you chose from a curriculum like traditional college. So I saw a different group of people coming in each time. These different group of people. Um, came from all different walks of life, uh, like we all do. Um, so I really didn't see anyone. You, I mean, it's, I'm surprised that you saw a couple people during your whole time uh, completing your master's because I saw absolutely zero. And the ones that did come in had no idea. And because of my business background, um, I immediately started asking questions. And then during my internship, I also... Uh, asked questions, and also volunteered besides my uh, uh, internship to just find out those things. And I volunteered in the business side of it. So since I was interning, uh, I, I wanted to volunteer uh, in the same field, but on the business side of it, to see the inner workings of how agencies worked and how the billing worked and, um, you know, scheduling everything. And I immediately saw uh, that a lot of them were kind of winging it. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't know where to start themselves uh, with no business background. So 
it seemed really confusing. And again, the people that came in and talked uh, to our classes, those and some of them had been in business for a long time. I could hear by the way they were telling me that their business was run when I spoke to them that even they were still winging it, yeah. you know, air quotes, for uh, quite a bit of time. They might have been in business for four or five years and were still kind of winging it. Right. Well, it, and let's be honest. I mean, most businesses that exist, whether they're in the helping profession like we're in mm-hmm. or or they're installing, you know, I don't, I don't know, lights filters I, right. i'm not even really sure what, where i'm going with that but but you know if they're you know whatever business they're in most people really don't know how to do the business mm-hmm. they know how to do the skill yes the job right there is a significant difference between the skill of the business and the business of the business the business of the business is what most people have no clue how to do. And I'll tell you, when we started our agency, I don't know, 10, 11 years, however long it's been now, we, I didn't know. I didn't understand how to do business. I didn't understand any of that. I knew how to, how to lead teams. I knew how to do finances because I'd been a principal. I'd been a, a pastor before. So I'd sort of done some business stuff but not really running a business. It was a massive learning curve. And I spend I spend massive amounts of time studying and asking questions just so I could stay ahead of the game and figure out how to how to make this thrive, how to how to help it do well. And we because of the mistakes that we made early you know, we're still paying for some of those those mistakes early in the right. game that we didn't set up really good systems. We didn't, you know, had no idea what that meant. And so now I do, you know, we consult people all the time in, in systems and in, in figuring out how to set up this, understand where your vision is, where you're going, right. and then set up a system that is incrementally moving toward that goal. That exactly, yeah. And you've got to have a system that works. So you can throw a system in there that anyone can uh, come up with, and it, it's got to work. So okay. it's got to be a successful right. system, right. Uh, which ours is. But I think if we're honest, all those who start in any businesses, whether it's washing windows or uh, detailing cars or whatever it is, the majority of people wing it. Yeah. Um, they know how to do the job. They have the job mentality. They have the employee mentality. And in our system, that's one of the first things we attack is we get rid of that thought process. Yes. And we help you to install an entrepreneur uh, mentality. Right. That's the very first thing that we really need to attack. Uh, so if we're honest, they most, I mean, I started that way. It's been, you know, 30 years ago, but I, I did the same thing, trial and error. If I had the resources we're offering, I would have saved millions and made millions, uh, literally, yeah. because I would have been able to, um, sidestep all of those uh, bad, very bad things that I did in the beginning. Uh, They were not very productive at all. Right, right. 
You know, in, in, in here, it, something challenging, sort of challenging uh, within this particular field that I've noticed in, in what I call life-changing professionals, um, right. you know, whether it be counselors or, or you know, whatever, whatever it is that, that you know, you're, you're conducting a very close personal service with a client that is moving toward shifting their journey in life, whatever that be, mm-hmm. okay, whether it's a coach or a counselor or whatever. It, it, and what what I see in this, especially in counselors, because there's a lot of there's a lot of mental health needs. There's a there's there's lots and lots of clients out there in the world. Yeah, unlimited. Yeah, I mean, there's just a, tons. Now, as a coach, it's it's a harder business. It's a much harder business. Um, I agree. But as as a counselor, it's there's a lot out there, and so what a lot. And then a lot of people do they they look at it as from an employee mindset. And they're not an employee, but they're they're still acting like an employee, and they don't really understand one the value in in thinking like a business, acting like a business, um, making decisions like a business instead of an employee. When there's so many clients out there, because they think that it's all about the number of clients that I have on my books. And that, yes, that's an important piece Mm -hmm. that you, you, how many you have, but having a system for business is understanding a way that you continue the income even when there's fewer clients on the books or when you choose not to have any clients on the books and you're going on vacation or in your case, you're going down to, to your home in Guatemala and building houses and <laughs> and you know I don't know throwing bananas I don't know what you yeah. do down there so <laughs> that's what we do we throw bananas and build houses yeah yeah and sometimes <laughs> throw houses and build bananas yeah. so it just depends on the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I agree you've got to have a system in place uh, and you've also got to have clear direction and it begins with you getting rid of the thought of uh, I'm working for someone else. You still take that employee mentality and you're not using an, an owner's mentality. And we, kinda, we kind of think inside the box instead of outside the box. There are lots of um, clients out there, but we don't need to work uh, 100 hours a week and kill ourselves uh, to actually have a really good revenue source. We can actually, and I know it's an old adage, but work uh, smarter and not uh, harder. So I think by uh, using our system, we help you to overcome those hurdles in a much quicker way. And it's also customized to what you want to do. There are so many different uh, revenue streams that we can, uh, that are out there that are offered. And we need to just look at what you want to do and we can manipulate that uh, and bend it to what how it fits you yeah Um, you mentioned you know being down in guatemala so for those of you don't don't know i'm i do missionary work and uh, i actually bought some land and built a home down in guatemala and we spent our summers down there well it's nice to go down there and still have revenue coming in Mm -hmm. 
still running our business. Now, you can't do that thinking as an employee. If you do that, well, you got to be there. You got to be there putting hours in. And that's a common mistake. We need to overcome that first, and then we can realize our full potential and our business's full potential. We need to look at it as a separate entity, and we need to understand that um, we we need to use it that way as well. Right. Yeah. In in you know a couple of things I want to add to that. You know, many people consider owning a business. And again, if you're in this life-changing profession, you most most people you own a business. Even if you're contracted with a, some organization, you own a business because you are the business. If you're in private practice, you own the business. Um, you know, and there's there's many other ways. I I would challenge I would challenge people. It doesn't even if you are technically a W two employee, even if you are technically an employee, you still engage what you do as an owner. Exactly. You, because you are owning your business, you're owning the work that you do. I remember, and it was just before I started working as a counselor. Um, it was um, it was a census. And it was it was a year or two before the the census, and so I was kind of between between jobs. I was just I was just trying to figure out how to put food on my table because I you know I, I hadn't started working as a counselor. I was no longer a youth pastor, right. so I had to find something. So I I started working for the U.S. Census Bureau, and it the local um, you know office here, mm-hmm. as they were trying to get organized, and it wasn't the most recent one. It was before that. Um, anyway, so, but I remember taking that opportunity and just seeing it as taking ownership. So like they, because they really didn't know exactly how they were going to go about putting this system in place, how they were going to get all of this. You know, it was, the times were changing. They could, they couldn't do it exactly the way they used to. So they wanted to improve the system. Great, you've invited me to take ownership into this this role, and so I took the lead, took ownership, and you know I'm just like everybody else there. There were maybe 15 of us, and I'm just like everybody else. We all have an equal footing. Nobody has a has a supervisory role. We had a supervisor that really wasn't around much, but. None of us had a supervisory role, and I just kind of took control, took ownership of the process. And we developed, our team developed a system that they they presented it to a national board in the U.S. Census Bureau, and they adopted that system of conducting, you know, conducting paperwork, conducting, you know, managing all the process. But my point is not in how we developed the system, but it was in how I took ownership in that work. And I got promoted in whenever I left, they were they were about to promote me to a supervisory role. Right. I was only there a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just this transition point. But so they were about to to promote me above everybody else because of just taking ownership. And the point is, if you're taking ownership as an employee, you know, that's noticed. If you're taking ownership as an, a business owner, and I mean real ownership, not looking at your business like you're an employee, 
understand that shifts everything for you. There's a reason why employers reward people who take ownership. If you're the, the owner and you're acting like an owner, it will, you will be rewarded. And one thing I want to add to that, this is not all about you making more money. It's it's not. But um, that's a good portion of it. Yes, it, it, it is a is a very good portion of it. But I'll you know, I'll I'll say one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this is uh, when in my first two agencies that I worked for, I contracted through a couple agencies as a counselor, and both of the agency owners committed fraud. Now one of them wasn't necessarily committing fraud whenever I was there, but it was found out later. And the other one, he committed significant amount of fraud. And here's the, so obviously I have this, this this horrible distaste for fraud and and a lack of integrity. But right. yeah, but what I see in in people when they're struggling, when they're just trying to figure out how to make it or they're overwhelmed with their time schedule. If I'm gonna get ahead and pay all my bills and pay ahead, then I've gotta work more hours. And if I work more hours, I don't get to see my kids as much. If I don't get to see my kids as much, I'm stressed and their teachers are calling me into the school and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then, and I'm not saying that it will, that it justifies or even leads someone to commit some kind of fraud or, or certainly try to cheat. a factor certainly yeah mm-hmm. because it, it it can't help but but enter your mind going man i could just what if i could just cheat the system and you know figure out a way and again i'm not saying people everybody will do that but i've seen it happen well, i've sure. seen people do that because of that and we don't Good people do bad things for good reasons. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What or will you do? Perceived if, good reasons. Yeah. What will you do if you are threatened? Your survival is threatened. Sure. You know, sometimes maybe almost anything, and maybe not. Again, I understand, but but the point being, I don't want to see people even be in the situation where they're tempted. Where and so that's that's part of my passion is is we can help yeah. people who are trying to help people become healthy mentally. And if the, if the caregiver, in this case the, the counselor, right. is unhealthy mentally because of they're in a survival mode, then, then they're less beneficial for that client. And that breaks my heart. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And that's where my passion is as well. Um, we're the type of people that give everything we have to help others. Um, and it's, it's so heartbreaking to see uh, people who love other people and have devoted their life to change, uh, help people achieve their goals and their happiness and their better their quality of life struggle. And that's exactly where my passion comes from as well. Uh, I'm just going to be frank. We deserve it. You deserve. These people uh, are people, uh, therapists, life-changing professionals of of all calibers, uh, deserve to to do better, to have a, a good quality of life. And that means mentally and physically and 
uh, emotionally. You know, we need to we need to take care of ourselves, and we need to take care of uh, each other. And this is a way that I can do that: is to help them to have a better quality of life, be more successful, and then they can actually reach more people in a more uh, quality manner. Um, I, I, I hate seeing these people struggle, or our people struggle. So I, I agree 100%. It's, it's on my heart as well. That's exactly why I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, so you understand, you know, again, this is our first podcast. We, we, here's what we did to plan for this. We're like, we're going to do an intro. <laughs> we're going to talk about us, and we're going to talk about purpose. You ready? Okay, set, go. Well, Wait a minute. When, I spent 10 hours getting ready for did, this. Did you really? Yeah, I studied yeah. textbook well, after textbook. And your makeup looks fantastic. It does, doesn't yes. it? A little bit too much blush, but uh, I liked that color on your lips, though. <laughs> The rouge is a little much. Man. And, uh, yeah, here we go. I don't know if we'll – I'm not very good at editing out stuff, so. um, You're going to have to listen to all this. Man. Yeah, that's why, because I don't want to have to listen to it to edit it out. That's – that's yeah. (laughs) I can edit it. I know how to do the technology. Um, Yeah, so, anyway, we we just – you know, look, here's, here's the thing. You know, we have a we have a system, we have a process, um, but also understand. Just like we don't didn't know everything we were going to talk about in this podcast, we don't know everything that we're going to help you through in our podcast, in our in our other programs as we develop those. We don't know how we're going to work through that because one, we don't know what the problem is. It's just like being a counselor. Look, if you have a if you have the solution before the client ever shows up, you're not paying any attention to the client, no. right? I, you know, that's not a good counselor. If you've got always got the solution before the the client ever presents the problem, then you're not a very good counselor. All you are is just you're just you know I, you know put a recording. You know, if you want to really really, I mean, here's a here's a business model for you. Put a recording, put it on some kind of talking head thing, an animatronic, and just you know have them sit down and watch this animatronic. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, there's no value in that because you're not listening, you're not hearing what they have to say. So, so as we work through this, we we want to spend time listening to really what's going on in the industry and what's going on in the mind of of what's going on with you. Yes, exactly. You are our feedback. We want to know from you, and we want to learn from you. Yeah. Uh, any system that isn't in flux, changeable, that can be improved is probably not a very good system. Mm. And I think that we can improve our systems as we go along as well. And we're open to that. Yeah. 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 What if what if we all what if we all all of the life changer professionals really became exceptional at managing the systems of our of our business managing our our structure managing the the, our own personal mental health yeah exactly we manage all of those things well what would change and one of the things that that frustrates me and i get it, it it's just a fact of life but one of the things that frustrates me is this this dependence on well this is what Medicaid or Medicare or mm. Blue Cross Blue Shield or Health Choice or limitations. Yeah, this is what they'll pay. This is what they'll they're willing to 
this is after they get their premiums or after the taxpayers have paid their money and they've taken all this in, this is what we're willing to share with you, the, the person who's doing the work in the life of this person. Right. Like what we do is priceless. What we do is priceless. If it's, if it's only worth, you know, Look, what we, the outcome of what we create, maybe not always, I, I, you know, I, I, but what we want to create is, is priceless. I, I, you know, if you put a zillion dollars on it, is a zillion actual thing? It is tonight. Yeah. Okay, great. So yeah, if you put a zillion dollar price tag on it, a zillion dollars a second, well, we're we're talking about serving infinitely valuable people, so it's still not enough. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not it, it's not just about that, um, and, and you know it, it's so understand you know we 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 have this passion, we have this pa- passion for what we do, for who we serve, for you, and seeing you do well in this business, and imagine what it would be like if we all had it worked out we had a we had a, a plan we had a structure to what we do instead of as as you said cliff just kind of winging it figuring it out as we go along let's let's you know i I'm, I'm fascinated at the questions that i get from people who've been in this for a long time and they don't know even some basic things mm-hmm. or they think the only thing you need to know is how do i get insurance paneled and how do i pay taxes that's it <laughs> that's it. That's all there is to business, and that's not it. That's not it at all. It's not even scratching the surface. Yeah, that's a tiny. Um, I I love my clients. I have a passion for the clients that I serve, but I also love my fellow therapists even more. Um, I I believe that they are the godsend uh, of of this world right now. This is a hurting world, and we need people like us. But we need us to be successful, too, so that we can uh, give more fully, so that we can. And I know lots of therapists hate the L word, but I I love to say it. I love my clients. I love my fellow therapists. And I think that we need to take care of ourselves first, and uh, we'll be able to take care of those we serve even better. Good. And, And doesn't that sound exactly like what we tell our clients? Yes. Yeah. So, so, but we as therapists are really good about telling our clients, "Hey, mm. take care. Put your own, you know, put the the air. What's that bag that comes down in the in the plane? You know, whatever it's called, the <laughs> yeah. the, the, the hangy bag. The hangy bag the on hangy, first. Yes, put your <laughs> hangy bag on first, and then put it on. So self care. Okay. Yes, self care. We preach it daily. Yeah. But do we do it for ourselves? Oh, no. We're, you know, I, I see in Facebook posts all the time, people are burned out. They're, oh they're, they're frustrated. They're tired. You know, whenever the pandemic hit, there was actually more opportunity. But I, what I saw is I saw evidence of people just sheltering. Yeah, shrinking back from it. Yeah, just, you know, going into a closet sometimes literally mm-hmm. going into a closet and just hiding and you know tell me when it's over and I'll be out to help people again yeah and what a magnificent opportunity it is yeah 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 absolutely 
All right. Well, we've gone uh, 31 minutes, a little over 31 minutes. Wow. And we said we were going to go 30 minutes. So um, we went a minute over. <laughs> well, we are awesome. I, I have a feeling we will do that on a regular basis. <laughs> um, I think so too. Yes. We, we settled- As we get better at this, we will ramble on. That's yes. Led because Zeppelin. rambling is a <laughs> sign of getting better. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yes. it is uh, in a sense. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know, you just, if you if you make up your own game, you make up your own rules, right? So it makes sense to me. That, that works. All right. Well, so th- Cliff, thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be able to, to, to do this thing with you. Uh, this podcast, um, I look forward to to our the interviews that we that we set up and, and and have conversations with others as they join us in our conversations about the business of mental health, the business of serving people, life changing professionals. It's it it is important. It's extremely important, and to do it well. And we just want to be one of those really viable, well thought out resources for you. Yes, and we will be here supplying it for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that will do it for today. See you next time. See you next time, guys.